Adults only, explicit content, bad language, controversial topics, Ian hates music. Warning. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Dave. And Dave and I are fucking pissed off right away. Oh, instantly. For reasons we won't really dive into. <laughs> Personal reasons. Like a two out of ten. Business reasons. It's just not been a good night. Let's just say that. No, it was a, my first day on a new job, though. Was that good? Yep. Good. Didn't get fired first day. That's always the, that's a win. You really set that bar low. I know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get fired. Maybe didn't kill anybody. You're like, okay, it's been an okay day. That's a win. That is a win. That's a win for everyone. You're right, Dave. Yeah, I, I know people probably want me to talk about it. There's only really, Dave is the only person really that knows there aren't that many people. I don't want to tease this. I really do want to talk about it. But business-wise, it is not the smart thing to do. And it's kind of eating me up inside because I think everyone that listens to the show knows that I want to be honest with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's usually the goal. Yeah. So it doesn't affect like... I'm not saying the show's not ending. It wasn't like someone cut... We don't get funded. I pay for everything. So it's not like that's an issue. It's nothing like that. It's just, it's hard to put it into words without going into details. I'm just, and it might sound like I'm whining. I know, Dave, you can always, you know, hit the whining siren if you want to. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like a lot of bands in the scene that whine all the time about random shit, you know, get offended and all that kind of stuff. It's certainly nothing like that. It's more, we don't get the respect that I think we deserve in the scene. No, and it's disrespectful, and I feel it sometimes through. I mean, I feel it more. I mean, you put in twice, ten times as much work as I do. <laughs> I like and, that you went from two to ten. <laughs> yeah, two to ten. It's it's more than two, but I mean, I feel the same way if it goes like down the art road. You know, if we're oh, talking sure. about like I drew this picture for a band who requested it, and then they didn't share it. You know, right. like or didn't pay pay me for it. That's a really weird thing, yeah. And it's not to, like, I'm not blaming any artist for not sharing things. I mean, they can do what they want, right? The reason why I do this show is not for popularity. It's really not. That's not the point of this. I want to share the music that I love. And Dave, I believe it's the same for you. Yeah, I I mean, I would like this podcast, obviously, to be the go-to. And there's too many people who are 
I, I I'll even go out on a limb and say closed minded Ian. Yeah. But uh sure. They they follow who they think is good, not what they investigate and find out what is good. You know, I mean, just because so and so has a podcast doesn't make it great, you know. Right. Um, do your research with any type of podcast, not music related. You know, it took me going through, I bet I went through 15 different, like just easy listening podcasts to find the right type of tone for like the storytelling or something like that, mm-hmm. or like an, an author, a narrator. Do some investigating before you just jump on a ship. Right. And everyone has their own taste. There's no doubt oh, about yeah. that. Totally get it. And like I've told people, and it's very true, it's extremely rare for me to listen to really any other podcast. I would say maybe the only one that I really give any time to is Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. And that's an improv comedy show with just really talented people. Yeah, I listen to like Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast or sure. something like that. I think that's good to drive to, of course. So. Right. Yeah, and Bill Burr's great. He's a comedian. He's a professional. He's a yeah. professional. He actually knows how to speak into a microphone. He understands. Now, his quality in the past wasn't as good, but the point of that was not to be a quality show. It was just he wanted a place to vent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was his Monday morning podcast, basically. You yeah. know, like he recorded with whatever type of mobile like he had and wherever he was. Right. And that was his style. What I am getting not annoyed with, but just like so bored with is that you see all these podcasts cropping up that have decided to crop up in this niche of music. So it's not like we're saying all these other podcasts I wish didn't exist because there's a podcast for basically everything, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's cool. Like that's great. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Radio is a dying industry. We all know that. So podcasting gives people an outlet for whatever you want to talk about. Like, it's awesome that way for sure. When you get into the niche areas, though, and you hear how bad a lot of podcasts really are, you're like, holy fuck, why is anyone listening to this? I understand supporting your friends or whatever. You have shows right now that are hosted by people and bands. And the only reason why they're doing it is because they have a name. Yeah, they have the followers before they make the product. Right. There's no quality to it. They don't have to do any work for it. The only reason why they're there is to go, what's the name of your band? What do you do? And then let that person go off and do whatever, and they get listeners because that's a name. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Then you've got the fucking the ex-interns of shitty publications who don't know how to speak into a mic who aren't talented at all and yet people listen to them because they come with the name yeah yeah we'll go into the whole entire craft versus art argument if you want but i mean that's what they they have a structure they're not doing anything new like they're not recreating they're not being creative no it's not yeah it's not interesting to me and a lot are stealing from our show. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, me and you are going to go on for, we're already in bad moods. We're so, in bad. I mean, yeah. And I think that's why this is coming out a little bit, but that's why. And look, for sure. People will be like, oh, Ian and Dave are whining again, whatever. We're just being honest. Yeah. And I think half my other rage is coming from the seven-year-old right outside my window, <laughs> bouncing a basketball. I'm going to take that basketball and anyone who's even around him, I am throwing it so hard. Like, 
I'm done with it. Like, oh, gosh, man. I want to make a reference to that old time movie where the dad's in the Air Force. And, oh, shit. And he bounces the ball off of his son's head. It's like, you going to squirt some? You going to squirt some? Motherfucker, what movie was that? Oh, that's going to piss me off so much. I need to watch it to vent. I know that. Oh, you would definitely enjoy it. You definitely would. Child abuse all over the place. I feel like Billy Madison playing dodgeball right now, man. Boo, Adam Sandler reference. He's bad. I'll give you that, but yeah. that's exactly now, how I feel. But those old movies, they do have their... Yeah, old time's sake. Old time's sake. But anyways, yes. Go listen to those shows if you want to. It's fine. I don't see what people get out of them. I, I don't. I mean, people send me clips sometimes. They're like, you got to listen to this because you're going to laugh your ass off. And then I do. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> holy fuck. I forgot I sent you one last week. And you're not the only one. <laughs> Other people do it to me as well. They're like, oh, you're going to hate this. You have to listen to like the first five minutes of this. <laughs> And like, why do you guys do that? You're torturing me. But then also, you're torturing yourself by listening to those shows. I understand wanting to support the scene, but there's a better way to do it than listening to people that don't know the scene and aren't good at what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, there is a podcast out there who claimed Seaway as the best pop punk album of last year. And really of this year so far. So let that sink in. I almost did a spit take. <laughs> There's no accounting for taste, though. Yep. There's no accounting for taste. And look, you know, I played a clip at the beginning of the show, Burn It Down. And yep. at some point, who knows? Maybe I will really let loose on everything. But, like, we're a comedy show, and we make fun of bands that we see do really shitty stuff, right? We make yeah. fun of bad wolves we make fun of water parks we make fun of seaway we make fun of recent sleeping with sirens by the way my friends on fire i set my friends on fire all these bands and we like to make jokes about it because it's fun like that's all we're getting out of dude did you hear the new sleeping with sirens clip oh yes i did yeah they're doing an acoustic tour and you would think after that terrible, terrible album that they put out, that they would do something different to show that they're talented. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, oh, that, that album tanked. Tanked hard. And then they're yeah. coming to Boston on that tour. There is no fucking way I'm going to that. <laughs> oh, I'd pay to see you there. They lost me a long, long time ago. But anyways, I know yeah. we're kind of... You know, this isn't even Ian's insights right now. Yeah. You're like, what are they doing here? But we have to vent a little bit because we're real people. And this isn't an act. Sure, we play characters from time to time. You know, we make jokes. You know, we did the whole water parks thing. You know, it's it's fun to do that kind of stuff. And I don't care if I burn bridges with them. That makes yeah. no difference to me. But there are other people that I don't want to burn bridges with but then sometimes it feels like they don't even care. Yeah. And that's yeah. the kind of thing that sucks. Yeah. And there's no good solution for it, really. I mean, no. We're just pissed. We'll <laughs> keep doing the best podcast we can. And that's what we do. The amount of time and effort. We're not like regular shows where we just turn on the mics. There's a lot more that goes into making these shows good. And there's a lot of sacrifices. And everyone's, once again, everyone's out there going, oh, Ian's whining about stuff. Just telling you how it is. Yeah. 
You guys should see how I have to record this episode. Oh, yeah. Dave's in the fucking <laughs> dark right now. And Dave's a young guy, too. I'm a little bit older than him. He's a young guy, and he's got a bunch of kids plus a kid on the way. So he's got real-world experience happening right now. Yep. It's, uh, it's a full house. Let's put it like that. Oh, I get it. Reference. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry, everyone, that we didn't edit a really fucking shitty magazine. How did that magazine ever have an editor? Yeah. <laughs> have you read the articles? They're terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it blows me away, man. What the fuck, man? What a ripoff name, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all remember, people, Dave and I, we are the scene. You betcha. And on that note, Let's go on and talk about our scene in Scene News. All right, everyone. It is Scene News time. And because we care so much about our show, we realized Dave sounded a little bit plugged up, a little nasally during that first bit there. So he went out and he did what? Uh, I have Superman nose spray, and what do you know? I'm fucking mint. Oh, listen to that voice. Listen to that. Golden pipes right there. Golden pipes. But on a, on a bad note, oh. I ran out on the last spray. So if I go nasally, you know, I have to ride it out. If you go nasally, you'll sound like one of those other shows anyway, so who cares? I know. Everyone listens talking. to them. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going to slowly become a Seaway fan <laughs> as this episode goes on. Oh, I would kill you. But you do live in Ohio, so I'm assuming you're all addicted to nasal spray. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> that and Surge. Dude, Surge is fucking good. Of course. <laughs> and you're what? You're Sarsaparilla? <laughs> yeah, dude, Sarsaparilla. <laughs> Big Red sucks. That, that shit is garbage. So if anyone ever tells you Big Red is a good pop, don't do it, oh, guys. Oh, you said pop. Yeah, it's poppying. Uh, come on, You're now. soda guy. Come on now. Well, I'm an adult who speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just call it Coke. That's very incorrect. Yeah, that's true, but that's what marketing does. Yep. I guess we don't market well enough. So, anyway, we are the scene. Now, yes, it is time to talk some scene news finally. And we're going to skip the first story and get back to it, all right? Okay, all right. So let's hit some quick ones here. Killswitch Engage have announced that they have signed with Metal Blade Records. They left Roadrunner to make this happen. And they are also teasing new music in 2019. Well, I don't give a shit, Ian, but (laughs) entertain. Some people do, though. Some people do. Once again... A very stupid AP article says that the Maine, the band, the Maine, not the state, has been banned from Twitter for a lifetime, possibly called a lifetime ban. Oh, um, you know, that's almost an achievement. Though almost. it's not even a lifetime ban. They just set their fucking birthday wrong. And yeah. Twitter does not allow accounts from people that are under the age of 13, which is surprising knowing how many Sleeping With Sirens fans there are out there. I know. <laughs> but um, shh, bringing it back. Call back. <laughs> so all they have to do is get in touch with Twitter and just change it. 
and everything will be fine. So I highly doubt that's a lifetime ban. Yeah, it'll be, it probably already is up and we don't even know it. Yeah. Because we don't care about the main. Why would we? <laughs> Why yeah. would we? I don't know, man. All this stuff, maybe I'm, maybe we're too angry to do the show tonight. <laughs> I know. It's going to be a rough one, guys. I'm sorry. I think people love it. I think people want to hear unadulterated passion. Yeah, and we're passionate about our anger. Fuck yeah. Now, a follow-up from, I think, a story from either last week or the week before. It turns out that that douche who got divorced from Francis Bean Cobain is yeah. now possibly, I'm going to say allegedly, suing Courtney Love and a few other people for kidnapping and murder and plotting his murder, I guess, to get that guitar back. What a goddamn mess. Though he should be afraid of me. Because I'm getting that damn guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and that's an Ian salute. <laughs> hashtag Ian salute. <laughs> I always go back and forth. It's hashtag Ian hates salute, right? Yeah. Either or. Whatever. I like them both. I like them both too. As long as it's not Kale. <laughs> but what I thought was also weird was I guess in his suit, he named a guy from 13 Reasons Why and Riverdale. Yeah. As accomplices. Yeah. And I just think about who Courtney Love hangs out with on a regular basis. And it sounds like the perfect combination. It sounds like <laughs> the perfect combination to have a disaster. Yeah. It's just like all these kid stars or teenage stars from these, you know, teenage heartthrob Netflix TV shows and shit to just be yep. hanging out in a group. Like, why don't they start a band? They could. Anyone can today. That'd be fucking awesome. Or a podcast. Oh, better idea. And then one of the big stories, even though it probably shouldn't be a story, is that As I Lay Dying are now teasing new music. I hate to ask you this because this is a family show, yeah. but how erect did you get when you saw that trailer? Dude, when I started watching it, like I, I almost started shaking a little bit. Oh, Like hell. I almost wanted to kill Nikki, and I just didn't know why. <laughs> But then I remembered. <laughs> you remember, no, I'm supposed to hire someone to kill yeah. Nikki, and then yep. everything will be fine. Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of people had that feeling because <laughs> <laughs> the comments were so great, man. Honestly, I am just hoping that the whole album is a concept album. What would happen if it had worked? That's all I want. <laughs> I want it just like that fucking joke book when the whole O.J. Simpson thing, if I did yeah. it, when that joke book came out, that's what I want. I want, if I did it, the concept album by <laughs> Oh, my gosh. There's going to be so many, like, references throughout this album and songs that oh, well, well, they, they won't be related to this situation, but no. we will tie them directly to it, buddy. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. And by the way, let's call that right now. All right? We are going to go through those lyrics word by word. That will be the bit. All right? Yes. So when you hear other shows steal this, know that they stole it from here. Yep. We are covering As I Lay Dying. <laughs> and covering it in a humorous way. Yes, in full detail. I don't know. I don't care. Maybe this will be the best metalcore album of the last 10 years. It's completely possible. I'm not saying we're not going to cover it. You know, we're going to cover it in a humorous manner. 
it might actually be really, really good. But I'm going to go back to the thing I said before because I'm not a hypocrite. We said there are so many great bands out there. I just don't care. I'm not looking forward to this because yeah. I have so much good music to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got to move on from this scene. I'm starting to get the shakes again. <laughs> Watch out, Nikki. <laughs> so then I guess, should we go to controversy right now or should we hit friend of the show news? Well, I want to end on a, a big hitter. Okay. All right. So let's do some friend of the show news. Yep. We've got the first one. Hit the Road will be the fifth and final single of the new Misfortune album. It's going to be entitled How the Story Ends. And I'm speculating that it's going to come out July 27th on We Are Triumphant. Ooh, um, I don't, the album title kind of freaks me out. (laughs) Yeah, it did for me as well. But when you think about it with all the trials and tribulations that Mikey has had, it kind of is the story ending for this chapter kind of thing. So I don't think it's the end of the band. No. Um, so you think there's going to be nine tracks, but we've already had five singles? We've already had, or no, we've had four. The we have fifth four, one. We're going to have five. Yeah, fifth one's coming out end of June. Mm-hmm. I think it's like June 29th. Okay. Mixed feelings on that. I'll have some news as well coming up very soon. Okay. We'll tease that. Next up. Famous Last Words are beginning their new album, and they are working with Matt Good, so two friends of the show right there. Now, if you remember, on the Incubus, the previous full length that they had, Matt Good also did a guest appearance on one of the tracks, which was pretty awesome. So it makes sense that they yep. would work with him, for sure. It's the right move. It definitely is. And JT did a whole thing. Actually, the band did a whole thing on Instagram and Facebook where they took questions from people it turns out that they are probably not doing a concept album for the first time. Yeah. It's going to be like real life experiences. Oh. I'm assuming it has something to do with label changes and all that kind of stuff, but I could be wrong. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Ian, oh. you've had JT on the show. I have. <sighs> Weird. All right. Just never mind that. Continue on. <laughs> I would also like to say on that note, a very big congratulations to Grace Sorensen of Charlatan for getting engaged. Congratulations. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Everyone knows that I'm a huge fan of Grace. He's been on so many shows. I think he holds three? the record. Yeah. Well, it's three plus anniversary shows. Yep. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I think he owns the record for being on the show the most. And he's just a great guy. So, yep. Big congrats to him, to his new fiance, to his family. It's just great. So, yep, it's awesome. And then also along these lines as well, I want to give a big belated birthday to Hater Rick. And Hater Rick is the person that does all those awesome, awesome Ian hates conversations images. Yep. So his birthday was the same day that the Everyone Dies in Utah track came out. It's a good birthday present. Yeah, that was the puzzle there. Yeah, I think it worked out pretty well. We'll get to that in new songs, obviously. But a big thank you to him. If you're ever looking for help with doing any of that kind of stuff, yeah. you can get in touch with me, and I can give you his info. Yep. How old is old Rick? Oh, probably like 20. All right. Old Rickles. Can't drink yet. Probably married. You know, enjoying <laughs> life. 
<laughs> so I think that covers all the friend of the show news, all that kind of stuff. So let's get to some controversy. Probably the thing that may keep us down as a podcast because we actually speak our mind and don't go with the status quo. Yep. And that happens to be the little story on the band No Effects and how when they were doing a show in Vegas, they made some off-color jokes about that Vegas shooting at the country show. Yes, and there's a lot we can dive into, Ian, but would you like to take the plunge first or do you want me to go at it? (laughs) Well, I guess what we should say right away is that I guess the crowd was none too happy with what they said. And basically what they said was, I think I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but they were on stage and was it Fat Mike, right? Yep. He went ahead and he said, hey, we just played a song about Muslims and we didn't get shot. And then they had some like onstage banter where they were like, oh, well, that only happens when you're a country music fan. Uh And then they were like, oh, we know, you know, you were all thinking it, blah, blah. And then they went on. So a lot of people were really, really outraged. I think they lost the sponsor, at least one, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken. And then also took themselves off their own festival. Hard to do. Yeah, and actually made an apology, which I was not expecting from NoFX. Not at all. They're a comedy band. Yeah. It's like Blink-182 apologizing for something they say on stage. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to happen. I don't know, Dave. Go ahead. I'll correct you if you're wrong. You go ahead. This could go south quick. Oh, boy. A lot of hot takes. So if you're sensitive, you might want to mute it, like skip forward a couple of seconds. Street smarts. It's going to get wild. One, <laughs> no effects is bad. No one cares about no effects. Oh, shit. no effects. I don't think no effects was ever good. And I'll just say, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I've listened to all their shit. They suck. Hey, hey, wait okay? a second. What about me first and the gimme gimmies? <laughs> what? What? You don't know? You don't know their other no. band? Oh, come no. on, man. They have some great covers. So. No effects. I think they're they're hot trash, okay? I don't care where music came from. I can say old shit sucks, and that shit sucks. You say that all the fucking time. Yeah, I do. You're an ageist. (laughs) (laughs) So they made this distasteful joke on stage. Right. People didn't like it. True. Did they hurt anyone? No. Could I have heard this at a comedy event? Yeah, I could have looked online and seen this as a meme somewhere, and I'm sure I could find a hundred times worse. Yeah, go to Anthony Jeslinek's Twitter. Yes. Um, <laughs> they shouldn't have issued an apology because, one, this got people talking about the event again. Like, no one re- even fucking remembers, remembers that long ago now. Like, it all gets brushed over. Just fuck this. We'll just move on. Now it's back up. Like it was a topic of discussion. Hey, there's a lot of people shot in Las Vegas. That's a problem. Instead, they have to issue an apology. I mean, it, it was a joke. Okay. It, it, there, there were no lives taken in this joke. Okay. Wait, are you sure? I, I think, I, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, I should really check my, check the uh, stat sheet on that. But um, I, I, it's so, it, it's sen- we've talked about sensitivity on here many of time. I'm um, very sensitive. Yes, we both are. Mm-hmm. I mean, bi- there's big scary words. Oh, Have you man. heard of the band Makeout? There. Oh, really what bad. a bunch of whores. Uh huh. 
Watch yourself, Ian. <laughs> Shut up, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a joke, people. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke. Not Sometimes a it's Don't not. It so hard. That's the other thing. Sometimes it's not. Let's comment on Samantha B for yeah. one, right? Samantha yep. B, basically in her whatever I'm going to say, quote unquote, joke show that she yep. has, she calls Melania Trump a cunt, right? Calls yep. her like a feckless cunt or something. Yep. Who fucking gives a shit? First of all, it's a show on TBS. Second of yep. all, I have no idea if Melania is a cunt or not. I also think that people should be able to say it if they want to. Yeah. Just like people out there could call me a cunt. Yep. I don't care. It doesn't matter what you think about things. It should just be, hey, these per I don't know, man. <sighs> man, I, I get off track on this kind of stuff because it is very true. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequences. That's often thrown out there. We saw what happened with Roseanne, right? Yeah, fucking Roseanne. Yeah. yeah. And look, I don't like Samantha B. I don't like Roseanne. I, it's not yeah. a Republican-Democrat thing. I don't like either of them because I don't think Samantha B's funny. I also yeah. don't think Roseanne's very funny. I think she not used to be, like probably like yeah. 30 years ago or something. <laughs> but for both of them, I understand more why Roseanne's show was canceled compared to why, like, why would Samantha B's show be canceled? That doesn't make any sense to me. What makes less sense to me is that Samantha B came out and apologized right away. Yeah. She's supposed to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be apologizing for your jokes. Not at all. Yeah. So Tough times. With Fat Mike and No Effects, they're a joke band. So you would think that if you look up stories about what they've done in the past, yep. why is this affecting them more than some other band? Because really, they've established themselves as people you don't really take seriously. Yeah. And in issuing an apology... Does that like take back the statement? Does that like rewind time? Because if it does, you need to let me know because I, I have some apologies to make. Let's get in that DeLorean. <laughs> jump yep. in there. No, well, I'm sorry to the magical word. Like it <laughs> makes it just go away. Well, I, we know the, the reason. I don't know if people can hear honking in the background or not. But we all know the reason for apology in a typical normal situation is that you're showing remorse. For something that you did not showing remorse because you had negative consequences from it so when you're forced to do an apology they don't matter anymore and that's something we've known for years now because you see public apologies of people that you know don't mean what they're saying yeah it, yeah that the, the public apology thing I, apologies just don't do it for me man well it's not I, genuine I yeah it's not yeah. genuine but no. that's part of like the check mark on your way to hopefully not losing your job. And that's what happens all the time now. I mean, look at no effects. Technically, they're going not only did they lose sponsorships, so they lost money, most likely, but then yeah. also they had to remove themselves from a festival where they'd perceivably be getting money. Yeah, and we'll we'll take it back to Shark Party if you want to. Shark Party. Uh-huh. He still had a shark party. He did. And you can't see that clip anywhere. Sorry, for anyone that doesn't know, we're talking about Anthony Jeselnik. If you want to know this whole bit, go watch his show on Netflix called Thoughts and Prayers. Yeah. They told him not to do something, and he said, fuck you, I'm a comedian, I do what I want. Right. And that's the way you hope 
that everyone would be on a regular basis. Now, I guess it goes back a little bit to that tragedy plus time equals comedy, right? So this just might yeah. not have been enough time to do it. Plus, they were in Vegas. If they had done this some other place, maybe it wouldn't have mattered as much. Yeah, it it wouldn't have mattered much to certain people, regardless, like you and I. I think I think we can accept that. Sure. But there are some people that there is that line, you know, of the sensitive line right. um, of time, place, and all of that. So, and look, I can tell you for sure, I'm not saying that the joke was funny. No, for sure. But I'm always going to say that anyone should be able to make any joke they want whatsoever. Now, they are dealing with the consequences, but I know people are calling for people not to be able to tell jokes, and that's not your decision to make. No, not at all. We should be able to joke. It would be better, and think about this seriously, it would be better if people laughed at jokes instead of getting offended. Yeah, yeah, in a perfect world. Yeah. <laughs> There are people that really do feel better laughing at jokes about horrendous, terrible things. I mean, many, many comedians make a living off of it. Yeah, so definitely. It's weird to say that when some people mourn for some way that they're doing it the correct way and that other people aren't because jokes really shouldn't hurt you. That's not the point of jokes. And it's kind of something that Anthony Jeselnik says as well. When there's a tragedy and he makes a joke about it on Twitter, no victim of what's going on is checking Twitter to see if they're trending at that point. Oh, no. no. What did what did Anthony Jeselnik say? They're doing victim shit. And <laughs> yeah. that's his joke. I'm not taking that. I'm giving him full credit for that. Yep. So everyone just do yourself a favor. Go watch Jeselnik. Everything he's put out. Really test your boundaries. Well, watch... <laughs> Any comedian nowadays, really. I mean, besides the ones that are just like not blue and whatnot. Yeah. But there are so many amazing comedians out there that can make things that you wouldn't think would be funny and make them funny. Yeah, I would say Louis C.K., but he did. Yeah, cross that's a little, bit of a line. A little, a little line <laughs> crossing over there, you know. <laughs> but in general, I mean, I could list a million of them. But yeah. Really, like I said, I didn't find no effects joke funny. No. But everyone knows now that if you say anything that's even slightly sensitive, people are going to lose their minds. Yeah. There's so many ways I could take that. But I'm not going to make a joke about it because I'm not going to issue an apology later about it. So might as well not even say it. <laughs> I am glad. You're learning. You're learning. I don't know. Hard Times did an article saying that their record label would pick up any band that stood up for them. Yeah. And I thought that was great. And I replied to them and I said, does that count for podcasts too? <laughs> <laughs> and they did like the tweet. So, <laughs> but anyways, once again, we stand up for everybody unless you make really shitty music. Yeah. If you make shitty music and we're a music show, you're in trouble. Very true. And if it's a movie, and I do Ian Hates Movies, you're in trouble. I destroy movies, man. We won't even start. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. That's very <laughs> true. All right, man. Well, I think with the controversy out of the way, we're ready to move on to new songs. 
new song time, and we begin with the Menzingers, Toy Soldier, on Epitaph Records. Now we have Trophy Eyes, You Can Count On Me. The album, The American Dream, comes out August 3rd on Hopeless Records. Tickets to my shows, I put all the money that you spent right up my nose. Some of my friends sell drugs, but I just sell sad songs to the ones who feel Now we have the new one from Oaks. This is Losing Breath. Now we have the new one from Marlene Mendoza. This is Not Afraid. Now we have Spine, Your Reason. The album Faith comes out June 15 on Bridge Nine Records. Now we have friend of the show, Fit for a King, with Tower of Pain. Now 
Now we have Just a Dream with Magnetic Pool. Now we have friend of the show, Everyone Dies in Utah, with X. Now we have Jesus Peace, Curse of the Serpent. The album Only Self comes out August 24 on Southern Lord Recordings. Now we have Chelsea Grin, Hostage. The album Eternal Nightmare comes out July 13 on Rise Records. Now we have Painless with Spellbinder. All that place may not bend Except for me My mouth won't move fast enough And the voices in my head will never stop The more that I 
Now we have Barry Tomorrow, Knife of Gold. The album Black Flame comes out July 13 through Music for Nations. Now we have the new one from Classic Jack. This is Tipping Point. Now we have the Post Malone cover, Stay, by friend of the show, Bill Murray. I'm here, but don't count on me to stay a little longer if you convince me and tell me all the things that you have against me. Every time we make up, the truth is fading. Everybody's blind when the view's amazing. Damn, who are we right now? Can we have a little conversation? Figure it out with no intoxication. Carry on, what is our motivation? We're never wrong, how the hell we gonna make it? Maybe Now we have Between You and Me, Dakota. The album Everything is Temporary comes out July 13 on Hopeless Records. Now we have Worcester, W-S-T-R, Bad to the Bone. The new album Identity Crisis comes out August 31 through Hopeless Records. Cause one mad rush, yeah, will take my brush And be goddamn sure that the colors run This gossip storm is spiraling These crooked songs are bleeding out No doubt Sorry ass back home. Cause I don't care what your references to all the dirty references. Or if you shut or know. 
now we have the new one from Real Friends. This is From the Outside. Now we have the newest signing from Stasic Recordings. This is Sleepwaker with Turnaround. Dave, so many new songs. There's too many good ones. This segment could take way too long. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> what do you got? All right, Ian, I'll just start from the top. I love the Menzingers, and I love that fucking song, Toy Soldier. I do not. I'm not surprised. Too poppy for me. <laughs> but All good right, for them. We can go down to Trophy Eyes, because if you don't remember... I shit on their last single. Get after it was called like Hurt or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Well, we all did. Yeah. That I mean, was a everyone horrible song. in life. Yeah. No, no, for sure. So then with this really weird style change, what did you think of this? I really enjoy this track, but I'd be lying if I say I still have some bad feelings about uh, what else could be on this album. No, you probably should, I think, because yeah, this was. Way poppy, but with an attitude. It reminded yep. me a little bit, if you remember the band The Sleeping. Yeah. They had a very similar change from album to album. Yeah. So I don't know what to think. I'm going to reserve my judgment for sure. I yep. like this, but it's close to not, I don't know. I'm a little worried. If there's anything Underoath's ever taught me is to wait till the second single. There you go. Good call. <laughs> The band uh, Sleep Waker, not Walker, it's Waker. Waker, yep. Uh, new Metalcore and it's you. A new Metalcore, Metalcore. Yeah. So I like the weird, creepy craziness. Yeah. Yeah, I like the weird, creepy craziness, but I don't know. I'm hoping they don't turn into my enemies and I. Oh, God, don't even say yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Yep. I can see it. I can see it. But like those unclean vocals probably could use some better lyrical content yeah and down to who i think is going to be carrying the pop punk flag not fucking seaway um <laughs> i like honestly we haven't talked about seaway since that terrible terrible album came out and yeah, now it's... all of a sudden like when did that fucking why is anyone talking about that album anymore I don't are know, people man. not aware of all the amazing new music that comes out on a regular basis? Like, how yeah. old are these shows that podcasts are talking about shit that came out so long ago? 
Yeah, man. It's it's old news. And it wasn't even news. It was bad news. I mean. Bad news bears. It's true. Uh-huh. That's, that's, should change the next album. It should just be fucking bad news bears. Talk Hopefully I don't have shit. another album. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the band Between You and Me, okay? Mm-hmm. This is a very catchy pop punk song yeah. and band. Fast paced. I like the aggressiveness at times. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I did. And I would even add on to that the band Oaks yes. that we played as well. Upbeat pop punk, but on a similar vein. And I thought they did a great job too. Great job, man. Like they both, like I'm excited for, I don't know if Oaks is, I don't know if they've released like a album, like announcement or anything yet. So I didn't see it. I'm going to pay attention to that. I know that much. So you should. Yep. I'm sure you're familiar with Everyone Dies in Utah. Are you not, Ian? I am. They've been on the show. No way. They are a friend of the show. Wow. Wow. Craziness. And apparently they still make great music. They really do. Yeah, it turns out this single X. I just yep. like that too. X. Mm-hmm. I guess it's to do like a celebration for an anniversary of like their first live show or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the direction they took. More focus on the clean vocals that really worked well, but then added in those uncleans and everything that sounded great. Yeah, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's my favorite Everyone Dies in Utah song. Wow. Yeah, so I can't. Out. I can't. We've talked about it. <laughs> on, I can't because we've talked about it in the conversations that I've had with Danny that I do have that connection with that one track from Polarities. Yeah. So... Anytime that song comes on, that was that was the song. So, anyways, yeah. long story. So there are two more songs. I there's a couple more I want to talk about, but two in particular. This band has yet to catch me, and I don't know why. Okay, but it's for a king. See, I don't get that. First of all, by the way, friend of the show, fit for a king. Oh, another friend. You forgot Ryan Kirby, oh. baby. Oh, man, I'm going to have to send you an email about it. <laughs> oh, shit. Inside jokes. So, yes, Fiffer King, Tower of Pain. I don't know, man. This was hard fucking hitting. I enjoyed this a lot. Ryan's really, it seems like he's expanding what type of vocals he wants to do. I don't know. I listen to this over and over again. Like, I listen to a lot of these tracks over and over again. This one... Very, very heavy. If this is the way the new album's going to sound, that's very exciting. Yep. And here's where I'm going to confuse you pretty bad. Oh, shit. And this band I fucking hated until this new... Ooh. Can I guess? Yeah. I'm looking down the list. Looking down the list. All right. Can't be that one. Oh, I know which one it is because I think we're on the same page. Chelsea okay. Grin. Yes. <laughs> Why do I like Chelsea Grin now? That's honestly, that's what I was going to say. I have never liked Chelsea Grin more than the last two singles. Ever. Ever. I've never even acknowledged them. <laughs> I have. I've talked about how they're. I've listened to them and like, eh. <laughs> yeah. They're fun to see live, but I was never like, let me listen to their albums. But if they continue yeah. along this, I'm all yep. for it. Yeah, man. Um, all for it. I mean, I, I, I told Nikki I'm a Chelsea Grin fan now, and she just didn't understand me. So, like, She's like, Ew. but I think after playing her the song, she understood a little bit better. That's how I feel when anyone says they're a Chelsea FC fan. 
I go, (laughs) fucking gross. Get the fuck out. Yeah, man. Anyways. So I know you shared this, but I think we need to talk about it a lot is this classic Jack song tipping point. Mm -hmm. I think this is my favorite song by them. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's a big change from the God complex part one. That was their EP that came out that we gave a very glowing review to because we enjoyed it. It was like, old school metalcore like just really yeah. angry like classic metalcore and then it had a little creepy story behind it yeah if i'm not mistaken it definitely did and i thought that there was another part coming to it so i'm not sure if this actually plays into that or not but this almost goes in the way of like varsity yeah a little bit like not as much on the hip-hop more on like almost an r&b type feel with the yeah. metalcore mixed in yeah Interesting stuff. You're not going to believe I'm going to say next. Uh-oh. What are you going to say next? Ian, another friend of the show? Another no. friend of the no show. Way. Are you about to talk about a Mr. Bill Murray? Oh, boom. Yes. Nailed it. He comes out and gives me a reason to listen to Post Malone. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. And How many friends of the show do we have, Ian? So many. It's so weird. Like, if you check... The amount of conversations that I've done, it surpasses most people. Hmm. Surpasses most, almost like I'm really fucking good at it. And hmm. I have my trip ups every once in a while. But I would yeah. say in general, there's a reason why people come to me for interviews. But some people, I guess, don't know that. I mean, some people just don't know it, I guess. I don't know. Huh. So weird. Well, if it means anything to you. It doesn't. Real friends are still mediocre. <laughs> i didn't mind that track it just i i hey i've heard it too many times <laughs> i got look i actually do like real friends so yeah. i'm fine with this looking forward to seeing them at warp tour like i don't know i didn't mind that that much i i really didn't my main concern was more with the band worcester w-s-t-r dude i love that previous album right and i didn't know the lead the lead singer look like that and after watching the music video now i know and i didn't watch the music video don't, don't. <laughs> well first of all i don't care what anyone looks like you will you will oh no well yeah he sounds very different in this track than he did to the album yeah he did so i don't know what happened but that seemed i don't know way more poppy yeah he's like one more fucking person called me neck deep watch what happens yeah <laughs> we're going to be Rome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. Those are my Liverpool boys, so I want them to do well, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, man. I mean, I'll hold, hey, I'll wait for the second or third single before I start really drawing lines, but... They signed with Hopeless. Yeah, that's a big signing. That's a big like, signing. So I'm hoping they're not changing their sound too much. Yeah, hope not. No. Well, isn't Neck Deep, is, are they still on Hopeless? I think they are. Probably. Huh. Weird, weird, weird signing. Weird science. So I thought Barry Tomorrow brought the heavy. Burry. It's Burry. It's Burry. That is true. Burry Tomorrow. They brought the heavy. I was not expecting that. At their last album, they were still heavy, but I didn't remember just like how much they attacked those vocals. Yeah. I, that was pretty damn good. So I'm looking forward to new stuff from them. Also, Painless. Never yeah. heard of that band. I think it's their first track. Yeah. 
And I really enjoyed that a lot as well. So I want to hear, you know, whatever's coming next from them. Yep. Agreed. Same with Jesus Peace. No, Ian. Dude, I like that a lot. That was heavy as fuck. I heard Jesus Peace live before Knock Loose. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Not good? It was was pretty shitty. Oh. (laughs) That makes me sad. I swear to God, I thought there was a fan up there singing. (laughs) Oh, see... You also hate hardcore music, so I don't know, man. It was it was just sloppy. All I right. mean, I'll reserve judgment. I think Ty is excited about it, though. Ty is excited, but he's excited about everything, though. <laughs> Especially I prevail. Loves them. Ty. Loves them. <laughs> Next up, we have Just a Dream from Texas, I believe from San Antonio, my special place, mm-hmm. and they have Magnetic Pool. And I was really, really interested in this track because they put in like everything into that it track. It was very, it was the most different song we played this week. I can tell you that. It really was. There was like math core ish, there was yeah. atmospheric, there was a little jam band. Then there were unclean vocals out of nowhere. And I was like, holy shit, where'd this come from? And it just really worked. Like, yeah, sure, it's a long track and everything. But in general, like that was really cool to listen to. And it makes me really interested in I like I hope they get an EP or a full length because they seem yeah. like a band that can do some really interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and this is completely off topic because Oh no. But you said something that kind of sparked this in my mind. Sure. And I'm just gonna say it. Mm-hmm. Talking like being surprised, man. That band we covered, that Rolo Tomasi or whatever it is, being nominated for from uh, Kerrang. Yeah. And I don't hate Krang. No. I don't at I'm all. Almost, I'm interested to see their other nominees. Well, they actually nominate people that would deserve to be nominated for the things that they should win. Yeah. And we, re- we reviewed that album. That was a, one of the craziest albums I've ever listened to. Yeah. And so fucking good. People talk yeah. about not enough female-fronted bands doing different things. Fuck you. Go listen to Rolo Tomasi. <laughs> if we're even saying that right i'm always just like reading it i have no idea but i, I think know. it's rollo tomasi <laughs> tomase and then i think if i'm not mistaken we've got one more to talk about right uh yes we do we've got miss marlene mendoza with her second single her single she put out last year was one of my favorites of the year so this is the follow-up to that and instead now of having you know guest vocalists do the uncleans like John from Bad Case did in the previous single, she just does everything herself. Yep, and it sounds really fucking good. I love it's this track. It's brutal, man. It really is because you see her there. She's doing the cleans, the uncleans, and playing guitar. I don't know what else she did to put everything together, but it's a heavy song. I also really, really love bands when they do that unclean into almost the talking and then back remember how asking alexandria used to do yeah oh used to love it yeah we'll say used to are we gonna talk about that later that thing that you sent me we have to okay we'll talk about that later yeah but yeah marlene mendoza is insanely talented and i wish i know she's working on stuff she has to you know balance life i'm sure and you know put things together it's taking her a while if she could get an ep out there i mean she's gonna blow up yeah oh yeah i I'd hope so, man. Even that music video is so good. Yeah. It's really cool. It looks creepy. It looks dark. No, I I can't say enough good things about what she's doing. And yeah, 
we're just fans for sure. So yep. everyone, make sure you go out there, follow her on all the social medias. Make sure you listen to those two tracks over and over again because they are really damn good. But yeah, I think we are done though with new songs. Does that sound about right? I think so, sir. I think we need to talk. We just hit on something. I think we just need to get out of the way with now. There's actually going to be a public restroom tour um, <laughs> with, is that, was it Shine Down? <laughs> um, I'll say four to five, four to five. <laughs> Shine Down. You like my impression there? It's really good. <laughs> God smack. Ian. Who fits in with Shine Down and Godsmack? I am currently rubbing my chin mm. with two fingers thinking about this and looking off into the distance. Does it rhyme with Dasking Alexandria? No, because neither of those are words. Mm. <laughs> well, what I want to say is, by the way, we did call this. You oh, can go yeah. back, and I think you might have specifically asked me. Asking Nickelback. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's probably someone else's joke. But <laughs> we did talk about it as in that album that they put out, would that open the door to go ahead and tour with bands like these where we definitely would never go see these bands, but they're going to make a lot of money on tour and Asking Alexandria just fits right in there. They sure do. What the fuck? They released a an acoustic song on their YouTube channel last week that's off three albums ago yeah i don't know what they're doing uh, question that's <laughs> bold strategy cotton <laughs> let's see if it pays off for him <laughs> look i just imagine them opening up because i'm i guess i'm guessing it's a co-headlining tour between yeah. shinedown and godsmack so they open up with asking alexandria could you imagine them playing i was once possibly maybe perhaps a cowboy king yeah, it's just not going to happen. They're going to play everything from their recent album, and then I would not be surprised if they played some of the country crap from Danny. Oh, yeah, it's it's going to be a fucking shit show. Fortify, fortify. No, the laugh, no, the laugh. If there's anything good that comes from that, they will not be playing that fucking horrible rap song. I don't know. They might. <laughs> I forget what it's even called now. Empire? Oh, God damn. Was Empire was from Empire. Escape the Fate? I don't <laughs> remember. I don't know. Oh, Why isn't Escape the Fate opening for Asking Alexandria, who is then opening for Cosmic? <laughs> <laughs> Look. Put the word alive in there, too, really. No. They had a rap track. Of Mice and Men. Oh, God. Don't do that. Don't wish that upon anyone. <laughs> Look, I'm just happy asking Alexandria is going to make a ton of money. Uh, just let him make a I, ton of money. I, I, I'll, yeah. I don't want to hinder anybody. You know, <laughs> let them do their thing. We just won't be going to the shows, so they don't care. Fortify, fortify. They're going to open, middle, and close with that. And then also it's going to be open, middle, close. And then in the middle of those two, it's going to be the Simple Man cover that they do as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know Bad Wolves are going to make an appearance somewhere on this tour. That honestly, 
That's the one <laughs> that I was surprised was not opening for Asking Alexandria. Yep. <laughs> oh, they're so bad. So fucking bad. All right. Anyways, I think we are all set with that. I think it's time for our favorite part of the show. All right, Dave, favorite part of the show means it is album review time. And now we cut some albums out this week, but I did want to make a mention of one of why we're <laughs> not going to be talking about them. <laughs> oh, man, I just want to go to Disneyland. Oh, yes, this is the line. Now, this is we're not going to talk about the band, but we went ahead and both Dave and I started listening to this album. This is <laughs> the first track, the first three lines of this band it goes like this i want to take you to disneyland i want to ride space mountain again and again and again you make this modest mouse feel like superman when i'm with you that was on our list to review and <laughs> you told me to listen to it and i was expecting like i, I didn't know if it was like a good or a bad thing and like as soon as i heard it i just <laughs> Dude, I laughed so hard. I got physically sick to my stomach. <laughs> I can't do it. So, anyways, moving on, just like I did before. Moving on. So, we will begin with Hostile Array. This is a self-titled, and it's an independent release. This is post-hardcore, hardcore, metalcore. This is their debut album under this name. But this is 10 tracks, no filler. This is very politically driven. There yeah. is nothing here about romantic relationships. There's no. nothing here about breaking up or moving into another apartment. Nothing like that. This is all political, all geared at the government and maybe a little bit at religion. So I would say after going through the lyrics, I would say more libertarian. Yeah. You know, even though I'm not sure they even want to have a label like that they're probably just like anti-authority yeah 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 that's a better approach yeah yeah and i can get behind that i'm fine this is very angry and driven it's got an old school feel to it it's got mm -hmm. that old school metalcore kind of feel yeah. to it and look i enjoyed it a lot yeah i like their approach like how it's kind of not like a stray from the path no 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 they do it in a, a better way where I can understand, you know, lyrically, like I can see where they come from rather than someone just screaming, fuck this, fuck that. Right. Sure. And then also kind of on that vein, we talked about it last week with light the city. It seemed like the production, especially for a debut album and an independent oh, album man. was very yeah. good with this because not only can you hear, you know, all the instruments very clearly, but then also you can hear those scream lyrics, and most of these, even though there is you know, a back and forth between clean and unclean, even the clean lyrics, most of the time, have a tinge of unclean to them. Yeah. But and you can follow what they're talking about. Definitely. I was going to say, I can follow what they're talking about, and you, I can relate in bits and pieces. And it's, you know, like the production, like you said, it's incredible. Like, 
that's something I definitely had highlighted down here. I think the production value of this album is far beyond what I'd ever expect. It was very, very surprising. They also do a lot of good work on their music videos. Yep. A lot of work. Now, they're going to rub people the wrong way. Yeah. Anytime people hear lyrics criticizing America, no matter what, you're always going to have people that are like, oh, well, they're anti-American. I'm not listening to this fucking socialism yeah. or fascist, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't think that that is the point of yeah. what they're doing. But they are very clear and direct about what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, they don't beat around the bush about it, man. And you know they're passionate about it. Very passionate. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. whole entire album. I mean, there's not one track that's different. They're all political topics. It's not like everyone covers the same thing, but it's all within that political space. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I really liked, I believe that Brendan, the lead vocalist, I think he does all cleans and uncleans in this album as well. And I thought he's yeah. got that really good, very aggressive, confident metalcore scream. Yeah. And do you know where they're out of by chance? I was going to ask you that. Married Land. Ooh, okay. Frederick? Frederick Maryland. Yep. So yeah, I mean, if I lived in Maryland, I'd be fucking angry too. Oh, yeah. So I get I it. Yeah, that in <laughs> Pennsylvania. I understand. Don't fuck Pennsylvania. I, I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think really the only thing that people would have an issue with or a quote-unquote issue with this is just that a lot of people don't want to hear the politics. They just don't want it. Yeah, yeah. Some people throw a fit about that. I mean, but I think they do it in a, a better way than most. I think so too. I definitely do. So I enjoyed this a lot, especially a debut album. I think these guys really shined. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they just continue on making an even better record for their sophomore album because I would say for sure people need to go listen to this. Even if politics isn't your thing, give it a shot. See if maybe it does become your thing. Yep. Everything else is done well enough that you should give this a chance. So let's go ahead and take a listen to the track, Newspeak. So once again, that's Hostile Array with their self-titled, and it's an independent release. You know, sometimes I want to say hostile, but it's hostile. <laughs> I had to look that up yeah. just to make sure. It's hostile <laughs> and then Array, A-R-R-A-Y. Hostile yep. Array. Now we've got Gatherers. We are alive beyond repair on Equal Vision Records. This is melodic, hardcore, rock. This is their third full-length album. 11 tracks, yep. no filler. This is a really great mix 
of cleans and uncleans and i believe it's done by one vocalist man it's so good too like every track's so different yeah it reminded me a little bit remember earlier in the year we reviewed uh casey yeah for sure kind of reminded me of that a little bit without maybe the extra atmospheric elements yeah but you're absolutely right and man these uncleans are so strained i don't know how this guy has a voice <laughs> hopefully they make more more albums man <laughs> like maybe he tours one day a week because i don't yeah. know how you train your voice to be able to do what he was doing i seriously thought he was losing his voice as he was straining that scream yeah man like it's out there like it hurt me yeah but it sounds so fucking good though oh yeah because you know he's giving it his all yeah so much passion right passion yep. No, I really enjoyed it. I also heard a pretty good mix in there besides, you know, the melodic hardcore part. Yeah. I also heard synapses firing. I heard yep. deft tones and I heard glass jaw. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I need to spend more and more time with this album because I think there's a like deep message within this album that I'm slowly getting. But right. I, I, a couple more listens, I'm going to get it. Because when an album is laid out the way this is, like with like a heavy song, maybe a slower song. There's a it's a good storyline in there. I'm just trying to pick it up. For sure. No, I'm I'm thinking it's a lot of pain. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where I'm gonna go with that one for sure. But yeah, they also add in some atmosphericness, you know, maybe some noise rock. But I thought this was a great mix, and this one came out of nowhere for me as yeah. well. We reviewed like a single last one week. One single. And then boom. Yeah. yeah. And then here it is. And yeah big big fan of what they're doing and i know they're going out on tour i'm really pissed i mean they were like two and a half hours away yeah but i might have thought about it because i really did enjoy this yeah man i need to look up that tour see make make sure it's not rolling through my neck of the woods they're doing like a free show in connecticut coming up like i don't know they're all around and yeah man i just this is one of those albums that you can just listen to over and over again everything works here production value too I know we've kind of been harping on that a little bit recently, yeah. but that's because we're hearing such like effort. Yeah, I can hear each each band member or each instrument. I can point them out. Like yeah. I could hear each thing. And they're mixed properly as well. And in the scene, a lot of times that's not the case. So we're gonna yeah. point it out when we hear it because that's what you want. You want good production. You know, getting yeah. that producer is very important. So. We definitely hear it here as well. And I don't know about you, man, but melodic hardcore is quickly becoming one of my favorites. Oh, me too, man. This is, and this is like textbook. I really enjoyed this album. Like this is one of the, the front runners for me as far as melodic hardcore right now. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. You've got bands like Casey, right? You've mm -hmm. got Casey. You've got Eyes on Satellites. You've got I the Map Maker. You just go through and there are just so many really really great melodic hardcore bands yeah and i hope it keeps growing too because i really enjoy listening to these type of albums especially like they always have such a deeper meaning than what you think you know right a lot of passion yeah a lot of passion for sure so everything worked really really well on this album so let's give everyone a taste if they don't know already and let's go play the floorboards are breathing There's no in the present. We don't like the 
So once again, that's Gatherers, We Are Alive Beyond Repair on Equal Vision Records. All right, here we go. One of Dave's favorite bands. We've got Ghost with Prequel on Loma Vista Recordings. This is Operatic 80s Metal, number four for full-length albums from them. Ten tracks, two instrumentals. Yep. And we'll get to that in a second. But I would say it's another band that really puts you in their world. And there's a huge debate as Dave looks off to his right and rolls his eyes. There's a huge debate on the band Ghosts in general. How fake are they? And, you know, how much of this is just the actual, like, presentation of the band themselves? For anyone that doesn't know, they've got the Nameless Ghouls, which are the band members behind the lead singer. The lead vocalist actually changes personalities, quote-unquote personalities, every album. So he's on the fourth version, which is like a cardinal. And they're always like anti-religion stuff so they you know they have like gothic makeup on with like crosses upside down on all their shit and like all that kind of stuff so yeah there's a lot of theatrics and a lot of stuff that goes into ghosts i mean they won a grammy last year for a track as well they're a very mainstream swedish death metal band that isn't a death metal band i know (laughs) because you heard what i said i mean the best way i can put this is like maybe goth operatic 80s metal. Yeah. But you wouldn't call them death metal. No. But yeah, that's kind of what they're known as, but that's just not true. There's no unclean vocals, there's no doom. There's no, you know what I mean? Like it's very different. Yeah. So the question is, if you took away the presentation, would you care about the music? Nope. <laughs> very simple. <laughs> Direct to the point. Well done on a podcast there, Dave. Yes. I, Thank you, sir. No problem. I do my best. I liked it. I did. I know. But when you say you liked it like that, I know you have more to say. I do. Oh, I look. Do I ever not have more to say, Dave? But I think this is going to go a little bit downhill. <laughs> no, no, no. Not. I honestly don't think so. I can okay. totally understand why people would not like them. I definitely yeah. understand it. And I am not one of those people that puts on a ghost album all the time and plays it front to back. Yeah. I don't honestly think they're that type of band that you would play no, things front to back. Such a, it's like a cult following type of band. <laughs> no, no, it, it really is. But a lot of bands I like are very yeah. cult following anyways. But, you know, the vocals are fine. That I think that's where I don't connect as much with the band is I'm like, the vocals are okay. Yeah. I'm not blown away by them. We're not like gushing over how great, you know, he's doing with the vocals. What I like is that they give us something that we haven't heard either in a long time or they give us a twist on something to make 80s metal more modern. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they do a good job on this album. Now, my main problem or issue with this is there is no reason on a 10-track album for there to be two instrumentals. No, that's unnecessary. Yeah, if you want to be mainstream, you need to give maybe one, but you need to get rid of instrumentals because the mainstream audience, which they are definitely trying to be, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to connect to that because you can't make an instrumental a single. 
No, you, yeah, you can't do that. If, if you're going for that route, you your instrumental could be maybe your intro track, but that's it. Yeah, that would be about it to set the mood. That's yep. about it. And like I said, they set the mood very well. So they do. I think both singles were great. I think Rats and Dance Macabre, I think were really, really good. Yeah. So those are tracks I can always go back and listen to. And the rest of them are good as well. I don't know. I thought this was good because I like the theatrical. Yeah, I can appreciate that part. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's cool. Like I really do. Like I I like investigating this band and looking into them and like how much work goes behind the scenes of oh, this. Oh, sure. But um I just don't see myself jamming out to this in my car. It just wouldn't feel right. No, I can understand that. I see it more as a movie soundtrack. Like, I can imagine, look, if they can have a terrible, terrible Green Day Broadway show based yeah. on a terrible album, they can make a good Broadway show based on this. Yeah. There could be. Yeah. Let's also be honest about Ghosts as well, the thing that people talk about from time to time. You've got this kind of weird 80s groove metal in the background, but they're singing about terrible stuff. Oh, yeah, man. They're singing about plagues. They're singing about, like, religion. They're so, they're singing about death. A lot of it is about, hey, you're going to die. Yeah. How terrible is that, right? Like, your flesh is going <laughs> to rot off of you and stuff. Like, that's what they're yeah. singing about. So they're singing about the stuff that you would be like if you heard someone go, your flesh, your flesh will burn. <laughs> like, if you heard that, you'd be like, doom metal. But then you hear yeah. this and you're like, oh, I don't know about those theatrics. You see what I mean? Like that's the that's the breakdown I have for it. Because sure, I could give you those unclean vocals right now, but they're doing something that bands aren't really doing. Yeah, it's it's one of a kind. I don't think there's many like that. If none, I can really name off the top of my head. No, no, and I know a lot of people bring up when they talk about the theatrics and the dressing up. They're like, you know, hey, My Chemical Romance and the Black Parade, but they're so different. Like, these yeah, bands are so incredibly different. Just because someone dressed up in a costume does yeah. not mean that they're the same. No, like, motionless and white dresses up, but it's not the same. No, absolutely not. No, I mean, and you know what? We forgot to bring up when we were talking about people that can get away with certain things because they dress up. Think about Guar. Yeah. Guar dresses up, and, like, the night after Chester Bennington commits suicide, they make a Chester Bennington joke. But yeah. it's Guar. So who uh -huh. gives a shit? No one cares. Yep. And not because Guar's not awesome, because they are fucking awesome. It's because that is what the band does. Wait, are they a friend of the show? Uh, <laughs> we're getting so off track tonight. So I did like the album. I like the play of the, I can't believe they're singing about this type of lyrics, like dark, dark lyrics with the 80s undertones the guitar work is very good i wouldn't say much about anything really else i think what stands out always is the vocals are always number one with ghost then yeah. you have guitar then you have your synth and then yep. you go from there so that's really what you're looking for and i'm sure they put on a very good show too i would definitely go see them live if i could yeah. and one of the stories that we didn't talk about in scene news because we were going to talk about this was that Unfortunately, that gentleman passed away at their show recently. And I yeah. thought it was interesting that a lot of people were like, oh, it was in the mosh pit. It was in whatever. When you really read into these stories, you realize there was no mosh pit. No. He died of natural causes. And that sucks. But sometimes it's your time, right? Yep. 
And it seems like he might have gone out doing what he loved. Yep. From the sound of it, yeah. The shitty thing more, you know, besides a person passing away, obviously, is that Ghost had just gone off for a 15-minute intermission. That's a long fucking intermission. Yeah, man. So, I know, if I was insensitive, I would have made a joke about dying of boredom. But (laughs) we need to be careful in this day and age, Dave. Yeah. You don't want to make an apology, do you? No. But it sucks. I mean, obviously, that sucks. And then they end up canceling the rest of the show. They didn't cancel. It wasn't like the guy died five minutes into it. You know, he passed away after they had played for like 45 minutes and they canceled it. I'm sure they'll go back and make it up to people. Like, for sure. It's just a very unfortunate incident. It sucks for his family. And obviously, it sucks for him. And it just sucks for everyone around them as well. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. I would like to see them live sometimes. And maybe people out there who are very quick and smart might go, oh, I hope Ian goes to see them because maybe he'll die. (laughs) That's the quickness that you have to have when you're doing podcasting and stuff. I can understand why people might not like this band that much. I enjoyed this. I, I don't know if I'd say it's their best album, but I did enjoy it. And I think if you're looking for something a little bit different, this isn't a bad band to check out. Yeah, I mean... I'd look up, uh, like we said, the uh, theatrical parts, like videos, and just do some research on them. It is very unique. All right. Let's give everyone a taste, and let's play Faith. So once again, that's Ghost with Prequel, and it's on Loma Vista Recordings. And finally tonight, we have two-time friend of the show, Convictions, with Hope for the Broken on Invogue Records. This is metalcore, post-hardcore. This is their second full-length album with Invogue. This is their follow-up to I Will Become, which I believe came out in 2016. 13 tracks, one intro, and one interlude. I would say one of the big differences between the two albums, they changed from two guitarists to one. So if people remember, when I had Convictions on the show the first time, it was with Joshua, and he is their guitarist. Now he is the primary guitarist Mm -hmm. and songwriter. So I heard a little bit, not completely stripped down, but it seemed like they were working it more, even though they'll have backing tracks with other you know, layers and everything. But it sounded more raw to me. Yeah, and when you were listing off the genres, Ian, this is this, this is that. This is just pure gold. Oh, this is what this is. there you go. Oh. Yeah, man. I really fucking enjoyed this album. Way more than I 
expected. And that's not a knock on their old material. No, but their I old understand. material never stuck with me the way this album. Is. Ah, sure. No, I can get. It. Look, I was gonna save it for the end, but this is definitely my favorite release of theirs so far. Yeah, and I am and... a fan. Like I've been a fan for a while, but to continually, in my opinion, just improve on what you do. That's the yep. sign of a great band. Yeah, man. And their choices for like this album structure, the their guest vocalist. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, dude. Yep. Yeah. Chris from like Moss to Flames and then JT from Hawthorne Heights. And then in between them, an interlude. Yep. I thought that was good placement. It was, man. And like this, hearing JT in like a heavy heavier band it sounds so good and i kind of wish it was a thing (laughs) right right (laughs) i i still love hawthorne heights but he could easily do so many things with his voice oh for sure no he's like a jack of all trade master of everything melodies the dude nails oh yeah for sure this was a very well crafted album yeah this really was i mean come on both singles were really good Yep. Like right there gets you, you know, locked into the album and and you start the album after the intro. By the way, the intro is a great intro because it's fucking heavy and it gets yep. you pumped up because there's like a breakdown in it. It's like a full breakdown. And then you yeah. go into the album, which are the two singles, which you've already heard, which established the album. And then you come out, and you're like, whoa, what's coming next? Yeah. And I think they do a great job with it. Like every single thing works here. And I know... It's not completely raw, but for some reason, it really sounded that way to me. Yeah, and here's a question. I guess I don't want to go off the guest vocalist too much, but what a weird selection, you know, religion-wise. You know, this is a, you know, this is a religious band in a way to reach out to Chris, who was once religious and is very open in his music about being, I don't know if I want to say against it, but definitely outspoken on his feelings on religion today true you know from what i've read i believe that to be true i haven't talked to him personally about it but from what i've read yes but i think you hit exactly what i want to talk about with convictions okay they're one of those religious bands because they are a religious band for sure yep star wars and silent planet so it's like one of those things yeah they they're not trying to convert you no. They're just singing about the stuff that matters to them. And this album, I thought, actually had a lot less specific references to religion. If you go back to yeah. I Will Become and you read those lyrics, you're seeing God in like every other line. Yeah. Here, you do see it. But what I've always liked about Convictions in a way is that you can almost bend their music to how you perceive it to be. Yeah, like one track really talks about liars, like a lot, you know? And, you know, everyone can relate to that. Right. You know? And this album definitely does talk about relationships ending and betrayal, but it also covers the hope as well, hence the title Hope for the Broken. That's actually one of the things that really cemented Convictions as a band that I enjoyed was I was a fan for a while, but when I Will Become came out, Brothers Blood that had Rory from Dayseeker in it. That back and forth where he was playing his brother, who isn't religious, which is a true story, them playing back and forth to that, 
I like that they were putting out my view on religion as well. Yeah, it, it was. It's such a unique band, you know, like the way they just nail such a broad audience. Yeah. But still getting their message across the way they want to. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole point of the band for sure is going to also be spreading the word that they believe in. There's no, yeah. I mean, the aggressive worship thing is very true. That is what they're all about. But they're not trying to change your opinion. They're not trying to change my opinion. They're just trying to make good music. And if we connect with it as well, then that works out perfectly for them. Yeah. And I know you and I will definitely be talking about this album throughout the year on and off. <laughs> we definitely will. Also, because I think I made the announcement last week that this is the next Ian Hates Conversations is with the lead vocalist, Mike. Another friend of the show. I don't know what I'm going to do with you, Ian. Two-time. Two-time friend wow. of the show. So, yeah, that next one, as soon as I can actually get some time to do it, yep. it will be, and I can't because I have an interview tomorrow. I have an interview the next day. And then I have friends of the show that I'm going to see live in concert. Wow. But Convictions do a fantastic job on this album. Production-wise, like we mentioned before, guitar work, drums, bass, all of it. Mike does a great job with the unclean vocals. Like I mentioned, I think last week too, he really tries for some high stuff as well that I think really works pretty well too. Yeah, I think he really goes off on that and maybe the song, I think maybe Feel Alive, I think. I think that's the track I'm thinking of. It has a lot more cleans and melody to it. That one uh, really stood out to me. Yeah, and I think also John, the bassist, I think he does the clean vocals. I think he did a fucking great job too. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. Literally all around. I, I was just very, very happy to see a continual improvement to the band. Yeah, man. And I get nervous on a lot of In Vogue records releases, honestly. Um, they really hit hard or they miss the mark. And I get a little, a little nervous when one of those comes out. And this one really did the trick. Now, I think In Vogue's doing a great job. I really do. I think yeah. they're doing a really good job. There's a couple that are so out there. Then you get convictions and in her own words. And at one time you had Dayseeker. Ghost Key? Um, yep. There's, yeah, Ghost Key. Like, there's just certain things that, I mean, they're definitely a widespread label. They definitely try different things, which is kind of cool. Absolutely. And yeah, I look, I can't say enough good things about this Convictions album. I've been talking about it for a while now. I was lucky enough to hear it, you know, before a lot of people because I was doing the conversation with Mike. I hope everyone enjoys that one. Like, I'll have that out as soon as possible. Yeah. But, yeah, I think you'll find a lot of the stuff pretty damn interesting that we talk about. But everyone, go out, support Convictions. Obviously, like I said, two-time friend of the show. But even if they weren't, they're still making great music. And like we said, even if you're not religious, you're still going to find something in this album that you can connect with for sure. Yep. So let's go ahead and you know what we're going to play. The Storm Will Pass, featuring Chris from Like Moss to Flames.
So once again, that's Convictions, Hope for the Broken, on In Vogue Records. All right, Dave, moving on to albums for next week, coming out on Friday, June 8th. We have If Walls Could Talk, Sundressed and Nominee, and the album that I'm sure you pre-ordered, we've got Dance Gavin Dance with Artificial Selection. Yes, sir. I can't wait. I honestly kind of hope we only have to review that album. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we can do like a longer review then. That'd be really cool because, I mean, 14 tracks of Dance Gavin Dance songs, man. We could take up some fucking time. Yeah, baby. Who can find the more obscure lyric? Me or you? (laughs) That's a good challenge right there. Uh, We'll have some fun. But yeah, I think though... Tonight has been a very weird night. I know we've thrown in a lot of inside jokes. Yep. So, you know, a lot has been harped on on the Friends of the Show and everything, which, by the way, just in case anyone thought, are not shots at the Friends of the Show. It's something completely different than that. Yeah. Just let people know. Yeah, you you might hear more about it. You never know. You may. I hope that you don't. Yep. I hope that this is just being angry because someone made a mistake. It is completely possible, but right now, Dave and I are super angry. Yeah, it's been a hell of a day. It has indeed. And because of that, I think it's time to end the show. If you think we're going to kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous pose and want to be right or can't be out pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Dave, 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 end of the show time. Do that thing you do. All right, you guys, get in contact with us. I had a couple messages, no questions, just a couple compliments on the show. That's that's kind of cool this past week. None for Um, me, I'm sure. (laughs) I don't know who this Ian guy is, but oh. Whole day back. He's such a bully. (laughs) Bully. Yeah, uh, contact me, Dave of Doom, on Instagram. Um, be sure to ask a question for us to harp on on here. Ian has a convictions conversation coming out, so looking forward to that. And you've put out a few recently that everyone should be kept up on. For sure. Um, so hop on those, tell a friend, message Ian, give him a good old pat on the back. Just yeah, Ian just need, he needs a pat. Give him a pat. I like compliments. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we can take it as a compliment all the shows that steal shit from us. Yeah. Hey, we had two ideas to show of what we're going to do. I, I forget one of, oh, yeah. As I lay dying in our Dance Cabin Dance Challenge. There okay. you go. Look, I'm sure they'll listen to the shows and they'll take them. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. I'm not saying we're the, like, 100% original. Obviously, everything's been done before in some way. Yeah. But... It does start to wear on you every once in a while when you're like, you look at these people and you look at like their fans and stuff. You're like, why would anyone listen to these people? And maybe people are saying the same thing about us. You know, we're nobodies, but I've worked my way up over three years to be where I am right now. And I know a lot more than a lot of those people on other shows and stuff. I mean, there are plenty of people that know more than me, 
But when we talk about bad quality shows, that's who I'm talking about. And it's not hard to go out there and find the bad quality shows. You can find good quality shows too, but you got to start looking for them because the popular ones are not the good quality ones. Yeah, no, afraid not, sir. I know of about three that are music related that I would suggest to anyone. So, right. I know it sounds like whining and we're tired and we're angry today. So maybe it comes off a little bit more than it should. You know, maybe we should keep yeah. our mouth shut and just talk positively. But we're yes. a real show, and I hope people like hearing our real opinions on things and what's going on in real life because it does affect the show. Like, I didn't even want to do the show today. <laughs> Dude, I was in such a bad mood. Yeah, and I know you were too. But you know why we did the show? Because we had so much great music to talk about. Those two albums especially, man. Well, the albums, the new songs, like... Songs, oh. All right, everyone. Well, this is a little weird. This is Ian from the future of when this is actually recorded. So right there is where my recorder failed. And now I did not notice that when it happened live. But now Dave's recorder was fine. So he went on. Mine was not. So I'm just going to fill you in. You know, just off the cuff, it has been a really shitty week. And now, obviously, we went over that a little bit, you know, throughout the show with running jokes about conversations and the show in general. It's actually kind of funny that maybe on our on our show with the least quality, especially with editing, because this week has been so shitty and so crazy that I had to edit this show in random places that often didn't let me hear it properly. But in order to get it done, that's what I had to do. So everything has just been very, very stressful. So I apologize for letting you know that. I know you listen to the show to be entertained, but it kind of goes back to what we said before. We're real people, and this shit happens. So I'm not going to go into everything that has gone wrong this week, but realizing that the recorder failed, It was not able to be fixed before my next interview for another Ian Hates Conversations. So I had to purchase another one and cancel that. So that will be redone in another week or so. So you can look forward to that. But the more I look back at it, it might have been better to have not done the show this week at all. But I don't like doing that. And like we said right before we kind of cut off there, we do it because of the love of the music. So we wanted to talk about all the great music that was out last week. So anyway, let me go ahead and give the plugs out. Obviously, we talked about Dave at Dave of Doom on Instagram. And then you can also get in touch with me, Ian Hates, Twitter and Instagram at Ian Hates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates and email Ian Hates at gmail.com. Also, now that I went back and looked at the episode, I remember the movie reference that I was making (laughs) in the beginning, the one about the dad who would bounce a basketball off his son's head. The name of that movie is The Great Santini. Anyway, sorry if I bored you. You know, that was obviously not the point. Just trying to be real here. So new recorder has been purchased. That shouldn't be an issue from now on. And really... I'm just going to show you my awesome editing skills and go, Dave, 
Do you have any final words for everyone? Don't be a dick. See how I did that? And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to So alright